0: Hey there, welcome to Take Away with Sam Okus, a podcast from Nation's Restaurant News. I am Sam Okus, Editor-in-Chief here at NRN, and this is the show where I give you an all-access pass to the restaurant industry's most influential decision makers. This week, I'm talking with Amy Hom, a restaurant industry executive whose resume includes stops at brands like Red Robin, Sweetgreen, and Bluestone Lane. These days, a lot of Amy's attention is on Lead, an organization that she co-founded with other restaurant executives that invests in future restaurant leaders. That acronym stands for learning exploration and development. And the organization is hosting events around the country this year to make networking education and professional development more accessible to emerging leaders. That series kicks off on March 7th in Denver and will continue, continue later in the year with events in Chicago and Houston. Amy joined the podcast to talk about lead and how the industry can reduce turnover, particularly among GMs, if it did a better job investing in young leaders. In this interview, you will learn more about why young restaurant leaders need networking and education, how the restaurant industry has a work-life balance problem, and how your mentorship could help unlock the potential of a future restaurant star. Jumping now into my interview with lead co-founder Amy Ham. Also, don't forget to stick around after the interview as I will share my five takeaways from this discussion, actionable insights that you can take with you on the go. Okay, I'm here with Amy Ham, a- an executive in the restaurant industry and one of the founders of the organization, Lead. Amy, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Sam. Or the yeah. Sam. We say in the interview.
0: The industry. Sam, the one and only. That's right. Stanowich. <laughs> yes, of course. Sam Stanovich, I know you're out there. You might be listening, but we are the Sams. I'm going to rename the title of this podcast. Um, but Amy, you have an incredible history uh, in um, the restaurant industry, incredible resume. Uh, just tell us about yourself to start. What, what's your journey to the place you're in right now?
1: Journey to the place I'm in? Well, um, I've worked for incredible brands, Red Robin, Wolfgang Pox, Sweetgreen. Grain, um, recently Bluestone Lane and Reef Technology. Uh, and along the way, I've met some incredible leaders and, uh, who also helped me with lead, uh, that we're talking about today. So the Karen Stutzes of the world, Robin Robeson, uh, we've got great sponsors coming on and we've got some great speakers coming up. So, you know, just enjoy the journey and, um, we're all trying to make an impact right now and give back to the, the business.
0: Some of those names uh, that you have, um, you know, had the opportunity to work for. I mean, Sweet Green, Bluestone Lane, Reef. I mean, I think of some companies that are really innovative, certainly tech forward. Um, and I'm just curious, like, what what do you pull from all of these experiences working for some of these really innovative companies? What are some of the things you've pulled from those companies?
1: I think the biggest thing that I pulled from them. A is how nimble you have to be in this business right now, right? Especially since COVID. Um, but secondly, all the different leadership styles that you get to experience and share and um, and learn from and learn forward from. So, you know, whether you're working with the great Jonathan Neiman, um, who's this great visionary to also Ari Avejo that runs Reef technology. Um, everyone's trying to solve a lot of the world's problems, whether it's The proximity game of trying to get you, you know, an item within five minutes or less with, you know, droids or, you know, there's just so many, there's so many things to pull from, to be honest. And so you kind of got to be a unicorn and a chameleon at the same time to, to sit in some of these rooms and um, try to make sure that you're You're adding value to the business um, while you're learning more and taking away what you can uh, as a leader and an individual. So you're always learning what not to do and what you can do and, you know, learning forward for sure.
0: Sure. and Now where you are, though, too, you are clearly very motivated by the people part of the hospitality industry because that's really what you're doing here with lead and I'm wondering before we talk about lead itself what what motivated you to become so passionate about developing leaders and being so you know focused on the people of this industry
1: I think anybody that's that's worked with me or alongside me or you know um, has uh, reported into me as um, a leader I th- I've always been a developer and I'm a culture warrior and um, I'm very five dysfunctions of a team. If you have trust on your team, you can get to any result you want to, and you can have fun doing it. And I think uh, what's happened now in our industry and especially in the QSR segment um, is the labor models getting tighter and tighter, as everybody knows, um, the the laws are getting, you know, tougher to, you um, to bye-bye. And so you see a lot of the GMs now actually placed in the hourly schedule on the shift. And when I was raised or, you know, up and coming through the ranks in the restaurant industry, um, a lot of us talk about it is we had the GM stepping back and coaching us and developing us and doing those development plans. And I had so many great mentors along the way, help me get to where I am today and coach me and um, take that time. You know, there was this woman, Sue Collins, and another woman, Sarah Grover, that would, you know, I'd stand on stage and present, and, she, you know, Sue would put a little piece of paper in my hand, like, slow down, better eye contact, you know, and I was so young, but these these folks took the time, like Karen Stutz has also, to really invest in me um, and make me a better leader at all times, and there were times I goofed up, but, you know, there was always coaching going on and, and really helping you elevate, and so um, I'm just a... I, People, you can have one person in your career truly take your career and turn it around if that person slows down and invests in you. And so mm-hmm. I am finding people are going faster and faster these days. I think we all are. They've got more on their plates. There's um, there's a lot more things that they have to go on, especially since COVID. You know, everybody had the RC money. Now you're watching folks trying to struggle um, in the business. And how can we, and, and one of the other things, Sam, that you and know, I talked about the other day was, you know, Emily who runs a Texas restaurant association stated that we're at a 15 year high at GM turnover and they're not yeah. leaving. They're not leaving the um, the restaurant going to another restaurant. They're leaving the industry. And so uh, a bunch of us were just having a conversation and we're like, how do we, how do we make this business even sexier than what it is now and get those emerging leaders, some training and some development that is much needed that some of these mom and pops simply can't afford conferences are thousands of dollars. You and I go to them. We've been to them. We we've been afforded those, uh, whether we're working for another company or we can go on our own, but you have great managers, great assistant, general managers, great GMs, great regional directors. And um, a lot of the managers are living paycheck to paycheck. So how do you create a, an environment where they can learn thrive and, and just get some easy development. So, you know, not to go on and on, but you know, we picked some topics Um, We picked, uh, we have a great council of about 20 people, Um, Nancy Van Zimmerman with First Watch. We've got, you know, um, Katie Stocks with uh, Mod Market. We've got amazing folks on the team, Cassie Sawyer that does our marketing. And so they all decided that we should do leadership for half of the meeting and the other half will be on financial acumen. And then we'll do a panel of how do you learn to get to the the levels that you want to from from the great panels that we
0: put on. Yeah, so so this organization, LEAD, it, it's an acronym, right? L-E-A-D. What does that stand for?
1: It's Learning, Exploration, and Development.
0: Oh, that's great. And such a great acronym. Okay, so you were telling me a little bit before we hit record, but this was kind of a back of a napkin kind of idea. Tell me how this all came together.
1: Well, I don't want to throw ourselves under the bus, but, you know, Karen uh, Stutz, who is in her, as she calls them, her give back years, um, <laughs> is doing a lot of board work. And we had been on the phone and we were chatting and having some wine, um, throwing that out there and throwing it under the bus. We were drinking and we we're just like, how do we give back? But how do we get people, how do we help these emerging leaders in our business get to the next level? And uh pre-COVID, we we ended up putting on a couple of these events. We did one in LA, we did one in Denver, and we had, you know, Robin on the team, we have, you know, Claudia, Lazako from Fuku. We've got some really um great folks. And then we've got a lot of emerging leaders as well. And so um, you know, it's it is the back of the neck, and that's how these things happen. And uh not just having the conversation about it, we had decided we were gonna put some action into it, some investments. So it's a very mom and pop organization. We kind of funded ourselves, um, but we believe that is the right thing to do with everything that's going on in the business.
0: And going back to kind of the need here, um, you know, you kind of mentioned it about like sort of the the labor model for the industry and why this need has suddenly ar- arisen. What went wrong? Why, why do you think we're in this place where there is this high GM turnover and when pe- where people aren't getting invested in? What's what's the thing that? went wrong here so that you know you're not getting or the the young talent today is not getting that same investment that you got when you were early in your career
1: that's a great question i think that the 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 wage rates right like let's look at california for example there's not a lot of people opening restaurants in california but in april it goes to twenty dollars an hour not a tax credit state i mean a tip credit state so you know Why would you when you can go, you know, to some of the other states that you can really uh, thrive in? And so um, I believe that folks are leaving the industry, A, because they believe, not fact, that the work life is off balance rather than work life integration, um, which I think is something we all need to talk about in the business. Um, the hours, you know, and, and they have to work for, you have to work for leadership that also understands that and can help support you so you can get to the next level. I love Mm -hmm. seeing moms and dads and single dads and single moms and, you know, young families thrive in our business because it can happen. Um, The shift I think has really kind of come with uh, the level of expectation of what we should be giving and getting from our, our, our leaders and our managers But we have to invest the time in teaching them and coaching them. And I think some of that um has kind of eroded a little bit in some of the business. And during COVID, it was all heads down, hands down, we're all in it. We're just trying to survive. And I used to tell people, if you're not developing your people during this moment, right now, when you come out, when we come out of this, we're gonna you're gonna be in a tough spot. And so um, you know, it's all about succession planning the right way and making sure you've got your aces in your investing. And you know, right now, I also think there's a lot of um, folks just because I'm doing some consulting right now and also working for the fabulous Nabeel with Lunchbox. Um, you see, uh, you see, some restaurants keep lower performers because they. I always call it, are you keeping somebody on a need or a want basis? Do you need mm-hmm. this person or do you want them to be a part of your team? And are they bringing down the rest of the house? Because once, you know, gosh, back in the day, somebody throw a $20 bill or a dollar bill on the floor and walk by and see if you caught it, you know, and, and, you know, we're just not as engaged as we should be right now. I'm not saying everybody, but sure. I do think that leadership really needs to, we're so focused on top line and bottom line right now, because otherwise you can't get the equity and I'm sorry, the money that you need to, the investment money to grow, but at the same time, you're not going to be able to grow unless you have the right people. It is the restaurant yeah. business is number one, people driven, and all about all about the the people that you have working for you.
0: Yeah, totally. I, I want to throw something at you here. I, I know you've worked in restaurant operations for a long time, so you know it very well, and and I've not, so I just watch from the sidelines. But from the sidelines, as I see it, I'm just wondering if this is part of the problem. You know restaurants have become so complicated. I mean, with the technology and all of the various demands that we place on restaurants, I mean, they've gotten so complex. And in that complexity, especially as we try to solve for those complexities with more technology, does it just pull from the human part of things a little too much that we forgot really what restaurants are all about, that we really lost the hospitality soul of the restaurant industry because of all those other complexities? Am I onto something here? 100%
1: A hundred percent, you are. And okay. uh, what it, what is happening is, we were in this crazy tech phase because of COVID. COVID isn't over, um, but COVID COVID's taken a different life cycle, right? And what now we are finding, the data showing, is that seventy percent of people go out and try a new restaurant, and if they have a human connection, if they're connected in that business, they will come back to you. And the tech is kind of slowly going away and the human connection need is there. We're at an all-time high with mental health issues in the country. We're in the second largest employer in, in the country besides government. And we can make or break somebody's day. Sam can mm-hmm. come over and get a cup of coffee from the coffee shop. And you know if I have it waiting for him and I know he's on the run, but I know I can make his day just by saying, Hey, Sam, so great to see you. They feel like there's a little bit of a safety net. A lot of folks are working from home by themselves. More people are living alone. And so they do go out not to just get tech. They go out for the human connection. So, you know, you see some of these companies really thriving. You see Barcelona Wine Bar that has a great hospitality program. You see some of these places that are doing really well now where tech is working and we have to have tech. But it has to complement um, the guest experience and support it.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody wonders, how does Chick-fil-A do so well? <laughs> they, they get the human connection very, very yeah, well. And there's, there's, it's just pretty straightforward. Um, it's so has, but
1: we're in the hospitality industry. It's, I'm absolutely. just so passionate about it. it. It's what it's, it's what we do. And so yeah. we, you know, I was, I, 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 my motto kind of is if you go into a restaurant and it feels like a party, you've got the right GM, you've got the right leadership running it. If you walk in and I have to bring your party for you, we need to go back and kind of have a conversation about who's leading the the organization or the business.
0: That's right. So going back to lead then, you know, how how do you teach? What are you teaching? Because, you know, in hospitality, of course, you hear, you know, a lot of people talk about soft skills because soft skills are, are very important to succeeding in hospitality, but it goes beyond that. There are a lot of skills needed to be a leader and to be, um, you know, especially a leader in hospitality. So what do you try to provide? What What is that kind of core investment that LEED is trying to provide to these young leaders?
1: Well, the first for 2024, our, our- Our three big buckets. The first one is leadership. So I would, I am, I cannot even tell you, I'd jump out of my seat if I could, that I'm so ecstatic that we got Marilyn Sherman, who's a Hall of Fame speaker, and she's coming to talk about leadership. Um, And then the next half of the session is on financial acumen. So for the Denver session, we've got Marilyn, and we have Jamie Benson with Karen teaching. Financials. And because the businesses are so busy right now just keeping, you know, the doors open, supply chain issues, you know, like you said, there's so much that goes into running a restaurant. Um, we're we're really gonna dig in and teach some financial issues, whether it's reading um, an earnings call statement that probably a lot of these emerging leaders haven't listened to, that'll really help elevate them. We'll also give them a definitions list of how do you get food costs? What does a PL mean? Um, we assume a lot of times that these leaders that we're hiring know what those all those things are, and they're not. And so, if they can take those tools away and walk out of the room and be more confident, um, we also know that leaders get. We've it's shown that if you do understand financials uh, and you've got the EQ and the IQ, kind of what you talked about before, and a good balance, you can run a restaurant pretty quickly and be extremely successful. Uh, but we find that a lot of times they're going so fast they're you know, doing their opening checklists or doing their schedules, and they're not really digging into the inputs that really make up the P&L. So, you know, what are the actions and behaviors that are in, you know, that they're, that they're controlling in their business to, to manage the output of the P&L. So uh, we're digging into that. And then, of course, a lot of the managers do not get access to the C-suite or executive level or board members. So um, we've had some great people reach out and say, hey, I'll come to your event. And just hang out. And that's what we need, because even if you talk to one person, one thing you say may change their career or the way they look at the business. And they there's just not that downtime. It's go, 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 go. So it's just let's get some space for them. The emerging leaders they are the ones that are the most important in the business right now and um, evolve them and get them connected with the right people.
0: So you've specifically mentioned general managers. I mean, do you have kind of a sweet spot for the kind of leaders you're trying to get your claws into now or is it just any young leader?
1: I think it's I think it's any and everybody. There I've had people ask, "Hey, can I bring from a different industry?" And of course, leadership's leadership at the end of yeah. the day. It's it's transferable um skill set. For financials also transferable. You may learn how to manage your checkbook at home a little bit better and do some different investing. Uh, And then, of course, at the end, we have a panel with the C-suite or some emerging leaders or some council members that we have uh, that Robin will run. And um, that's just them being able to ask questions. We do limit these events to 100 people. uh, And, you know, and I want to hear a little bit about Create because I think you and I are very aligned that this is kind of a need in the industry and um, what you're doing as well because it's very aligned with what we're doing. And hopefully we can work together to figure it all out.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, with Create, you know, we do an annual event every year. Did it in Palm Springs last year, Nashville this October. Uh, and, And it's for emerging restaurateurs. Um, who tend to be younger leaders, and it's free, but we also recognize that yeah, you got to get yourself to this place across the country in some instances. So we started doing road shows, and we do these road shows in communities where we go and we have a networking event and some education, but it's really built around that networking. And as I think you discovered too, it's it is I think as you, you mentioned, it's people don't have the opportunity to get out of their restaurant. Their head is down. They're busy. It's also expensive to leave your restaurant for a couple of days get a hotel get a flight go to an event and so giving them a venue where they can connect with each other meet each other learn from each other and um, and in some instances again sort of take that to them and into their backyard so they have that excuse to do it is really impactful and so we've seen this that impact all over the country with how these young emerging leaders are so inspired and and at the end of the day like You know, don't need that to my glory, right? Like that is all for this industry to say, if I could facilitate that connection and lead to this restaurant, having this new partner or this new hire, or just to be inspired and do things for their team, then all the better. The restaurant industry is all the better for it.
1: Yes. And, and due to this high turnover, we're seeing where people are leaving the industry. I think we need more and more of this. And, and it's not on, it's on every leader in the industry, honestly. Um, You know, we always we always say, you know, in women's leadership groups, bring one, take one with you, bring somebody with you. But it's for everyone. And um, men, women, any any walk of life that is interested should have an opportunity. And we are in an industry where you can come from any kind of background and you can become a C-suite. You can become an executive. You can get on the board. um, You can volunteer for programs like Create or Lead or Mm Gleam. Um, and so it's, it's this really cool business and, uh, it's just, you know, I've seen so many success stories and it's so cool to watch them. And I think that's what keeps me in the business is just knowing that you can have a little bit of an imprint on this, this journey of somebody that I've had so many people imprint my career and it's just, what if you go to this session and it could be kind of life changing for you, you just. You just don't know. And you do have to put, you know, I had a GM call yesterday from um, um past life and he said, I still work for so-and-so. I want to attend. And I'm like, you know, we'll figure this out. We have to get you there, you know, and he he's, these are the folks that are out there that really want to progress their career. They just don't know how. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's where we're responsible for it.
0: And there's a real misperception in the restaurant industry, too. Obviously, we know that a big hurdle in this industry is getting past the burger flipper kind of mentality or the bottom rung of the ladder. I'm just paying my way through school. That mentality has to go out the window because you can quickly earn six figures in the restaurant industry, in management. You can build a career heck, you could become a millionaire someday if you really put your mind to it and really take ownership of your role. And so it seems like lead is really trying to be a part of a solution to that problem, right? I mean, how do you really sort of ingrain that mentality in these young leaders? Like there is trajectory ahead of you. There are so many things you can accomplish. How can you inspire them to understand that?
1: Oh my gosh, that's such a, that's such a valid point. You know, it's it's telling people's journeys uh, and showing because I do think to your point that there is this misperception that you know oh they're a COO so they have a degree in X Y Z or they're a CEO and when you dig into people's backgrounds especially you know, there are a large group that have that but there's also folks like myself you know my first job was McDonald's and Burger King and then I ended up serving at Hooligans and. St. Louis. And I just kept moving up because I kept asking questions like, how do you do that? And learning more and, and getting to, and then, and then finding advocates, you know, it is, it is interesting right now when I, when I ask young leaders who, you know, do you have a mentor? And it doesn't have to be this formal mentorship. Sometimes it's just asking somebody for a little bit of help. And I think I've got about 15 of them, to be honest, I probably call one a day. And uh, you just have to put your, your guard down and be vulnerable and tell your story. But my story is very similar to many. And, um, and so there's just these wild opportunities uh, for you to be. And sometimes it's a time and a place when you're, you're not promoted. You don't get a raise when you're not in the room. It happens when I'm sorry, when you're not in the room is when it happens, you get a promotion or an increase. You, you have to have those advocates at the table for you. So, you know, building your network of mentorship, building your network of ad, you Um, all of those, all of those pieces kind of fall into play here and it's easy to do, but you do have to take the time and to invest in yourself. And I think that that's what this program is and what you're doing is, and Gleam is too, or, you know, these nonprofits that are really coming to the table, trying to help this need in the business. And, um, you know, I, here's, I like, I would attend if if I was an emerging leader. I think it's worth it. Ours is thirty bucks. Yours is free. Now now you make me sound expensive. Eh, Thirty's not that bad. WFF's a couple thousand dollars. So I think it's um, for travel and everything else. So I think that it's it's um, it's worth it to invest in yourself. Ours is just a night. It's like five to nine p.m. and you know, we have, we have great food and, and, you know, you feel like you're coming into a very positive atmosphere and, and you're developing yourself. And if you just take one thing away or one connection away, I think it's worth it.
0: Uh, yeah. hundred uh, percent. You've mentioned Gleam a few times. I'm sure most people listening are familiar with Gleam, but tell me quickly about the mission of Gleam and the relationship you guys have with them.
1: Yeah. It's a, a great partner of ours with Sanjeev and Karen and, you know, the team there. Um, they will be at all lead events and uh we partner with them as far as getting mentors for folks that want them, mentees. So uh you can sign up to be a mentor, you can sign up to be a mentee. Um and so it's a it's a, it's an ongoing where you get a, a mentor, or mentee kind of for a certain period of time, a quarter, I believe, and then you can continue if you'd like, but you're getting some C-suite mentorship or exec mentorship as a mentee if you're interested. Also what is really cool, a lot of the, uh, like when we first did lead, we had a lot of people from Shake Shack. I think they almost bought out the whole event um, in L.A. And mm-hmm. and then you start to see that some of these organizations actually do take the time to buy tickets to our event, your event, you know, to get them there or mm-hmm. to Gleam to pay for um, them to have a mentor. And Gleam has had some really great success stories watching some of their folks that have been main- mentees get to the next level in their career. And like I said, it could just be that one person that like flips a switch for your career and gets you where you want to go or set, or, you know, listen, Sam, like one of the things that is interesting in um, leadership is if you, you know, I, let me backtrack. I was, I was getting out of a car with um, this amazing CEO, Steve Carley back in the day at Red Robin. And I looked at him and I said, why do you think people, some people get promoted and some people don't like, why are some people always staying stagnant at the same level? And I share this story when I'm coaching others and, and uh, he's looked at me and he's like, well, that's simple. It's those people that can or cannot take feedback. If you can take feedback and you can put it into your daily life or into your leadership style or get better at your financials, whatever you need, you can get to the next level. If somebody gives you feedback and you say, oh, I already got that, or I know that, or I have a wall up and, you know, and he said, I just stop. we stop giving the gift of feedback. So, that's a whole nother tool that we talk about a little bit is, is that little feedback piece. Cause that also will make or break you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, this whole thing just get I mean, you can tell i so passionate, but yep. it's just because it can, it, it it's just this, this industry is super fun. You know, you get to talk to, you know, the handsome Jeff Alexander, sometime, you know, I talked to him this weekend and it's just so refreshing, right? And then Greg at Majewski, always available if you have a question. And, and, you know, he's like this guru of wealth of knowledge, like you just, it, you can Bring You can surround yourself with just some really cool people. And you, I feel like I go to a party every day and I'm not in a restaurant every single day. But you do feel like in this industry, like you do, like it's just such a cool network of folks. And these emerging leaders are in a class of their own where they're building their own network of part of a party.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it really is a family in this industry. Um, although, look, I don't think we need to make Jeff Alexander's head any bigger than it, it is by calling him <laughs> handsome. <laughs> Just kidding, love you, Jeff. Um, but but it is. I mean, and and what I was going to say too is, it's amazing when you think about. I mean, there are literally over one million restaurants in the United States, right? I mean, the scale of this industry is incredible. But it's it's genuinely. I know you found this too. It's genuinely a small world. In, in the connections that you make, the people that you meet. But that doesn't all, also doesn't happen by accident. I think like what we've tried to do with Create, I've tried to do over my career, is ensure that there is some intentionality behind building the family of restaurants because you can't mm-hmm. sit back and wait for these things to happen. You have to go and kind of find it for yourself. And all the people that we've talked about on this call, all the people that I'm sure we share in our networks are people who – went out and put themselves out there and found this family, right. That we all get to be yeah, part of. Anyway. Too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. But, but, you know, I don't know what you think about that, but like, to, oh, for me, I feel like we have to sort of tear down the wall for those people who don't understand who feel, feel like this is an exclusive kind of a thing and understand that it's not.
1: No, you, you know, you, you, we are, it is a very open and welcoming community. Um, and, uh, if there is, I I will say this, I think pre COVID everyone kind of was very, you know, we were all, you know, competitive and who's doing this and who's doing that. When that happened, I think one of the best things that came out of it is now everybody's trying to figure the restaurant industry out together, because it's, it's becoming, whether it's the, you know, the changes in, in law and, and all of these things, the supply chain issues. And now it's who has this, who's getting better pricing. I've been helping out a lot with the businesses on technology because I've sat through a million demos in the last three months of, is it toast? Is it, you know, is a rebel? Is it, is it Clover? Who are these players? Is it, you know, you know, and learning more about what lunchbox does with, you know, the also great looking Nabil. So you have all of these, um, players at the table and every single person is approachable. And so you can create your own circle of people. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just such a fun space to be in. And so I think the emerging leaders, they will also take our place at some point and, you know, some of these councils and on boards and things, but you know, they're, they do have to put the time in, you know, like you, mm-hmm. like you said, they have to invest in themselves.
0: Yeah. Uh, What do you think about the younger generation in general? Because, um, you know, I don't know, it's not, it's been a while since you and I were young leaders, not so, so long, but like, it's been a bit and how I came into this industry and the things I was looking for a little bit different than what you might see from like Gen Z today. And I think about this a lot in, in media, which is how do you reach young generations? What Kind of content do they want? How are they engaging with my brand? And I got to tell you, it's, it's perplexing. There's a there's a real it's really fractured in media in particular. And so I'm curious about younger generations from your perspective in in um, you know mentoring younger generations and trying to find new leaders and investing in them. What do you think they want and need? Uh, you know, w- with that Gen Z in particular, what's the key to really getting them, you know, a, to be a part of this family like we're talking about?
1: They want time. They want time with us. They want, they want intentional time. Um, they want to be told and taught and understood in the, in the way of how do I work these hours and make sure I'm still living to work, not working to live. You have to sit with them and understand what their development goals are. I do a lot of development planning, you know, what, where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing? What is your dream job? And sometimes you have to also sit down and kind of walk, walk them through their career path and what it could look like for them. And I'm not sure leadership is slowing down at all times to do that. And, um, you know, like you said, it's ever changing. There's TikTok, there's social media, there's all of these platforms but at the end of the day it's just like the guests coming in that the 70% that'll come back if you make a human connection it's the same thing with the employees my i have a personal story cuz my son works for Blaze Pizza a franchisee and you know he comes home and and he'll you know just share certain things and you know coach him we'll coach him a little bit on it and You know, um, he loves the industry, but growing up, he would watch his dad and I and say, I'm never working in the restaurant industry, you know, because we're on the road a lot. But I think um, I think he understands how fun it is and uh, you don't have to sit at a desk and you can get up and, you know, move around and, and go to the party every day and add value. Um, But you're right, the generation is different, but we have to slow down to seek to understand it so that we can get through to each one of those individuals. I'm trying not to treat them as a group, but more so as this person functions this way, and so how do we get through to this one if they're an A player, right? And then make sure the younger generation also, that that they do not want to work with C and D players. They want to work with A and B. The Bs should be able to get up to the As, and the Cs and Ds shouldn't be on your team. Uh, And so... You, you got it. You have to spend the time and you can't just you can't just be working with working on your own career as a leader. If you're leading, you actually have to focus on the team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. OK, so you mentioned you have three events in 2024. Um, for those listening who want to get engaged with lead, tell tell them where to find you, how to get involved, how to how to participate.
1: Yes, thank you. We have um, we've got our next event on June 6th in Chicago. And then following her in Houston on September 26th, um, we've got some great speakers there as well. I know the one in Houston, we've got Emily Williams-Knight speaking. Um, and so the we've got Facebook, we've got a, a LinkedIn page, all of that's being um, posted at all times. Uh, so if you wanna join those, you can always hit me up on LinkedIn. Um, we also have some folks that are interested in joining the lead council. We're more than welcome to, to chat with those folks. Uh, At the end of the day, it's all volunteer work and it's all, you know, nonprofit. But, you know, I think it's all for a good cause. And we have a great group of people. So, you know, we celebrate everything on our lead group from somebody got a new dog to someone's learning how to paint a new cabinet. So that's what we do.
0: (laughs) That's great. All right. Two quick questions for you before I let you go. First one is, what do you hope LEAD can accomplish?
1: I hope LEAD attracts and develops the next level leadership. And connects mm-hmm. and, um, and shows the way and the path to get them into a really great seat in their career, in our industry, and that we retain them.
0: That's good. Last question. What is the one piece of advice you would give to listeners about leadership and investing in young leaders in particular?
1: Oh, that's not just a one, one liner. Um, <laughs> It's a big question. Uh, For me, if I if it's one line, I would say have a development plan for each person on your team. And it's not about your business. It's about what do they want to develop in uh, and what they want to learn in life and then show interest and make sure that they're getting those tools because they will then enhance your business and your brand uh, in the within within your four walls.
0: That's great. You did it good. Amy Hom, the co-founder of Lead. I appreciate your time today, Amy. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Sam.
0: That was my interview with Lead co-founder Amy Hom. So what should you learn from this interview? Here are my five takeaways. My first takeaway is that by investing in emerging leaders, you can lower turnover. You know, turnover today is actually pretty high with general managers in, in particular, And we've done a lot of coverage in the last year about how your general manager is really your most important employee. This is the person who is activating your brand at the ground level. Amy had this line in our conversation that I loved, which is, if she walks in and it feels like your restaurant is a party, then your manager is doing something right. You need to invest in those general managers and more broadly in your young leaders, If you do this, they will see your brand, your business, the industry as a a place for long-term career and professional development. They will want to stay. Too many GMs and too many young restaurant leaders are leaving this industry for other industries. They don't see the need for them to stay in the industry. They don't see how it could be that opportunity for them in in the future. And a lot of it's often because restaurants are not paying enough attention to the people. Amy made a comment that. So many restaurant leaders um, are focused on the top line. They're focused on top line growth and focused on, you know, pushing the brand forward. You got to look behind you at the people behind you because those are the people bringing your brand to life. They're the ones who need that investment. She also mentioned how younger leaders today, especially Gen Z leaders, they want intentional time. They want your attention on them. Um, and they want you to mentor them, to invest in them. If you can do that, again, you're going to show them how they are important to the business. You're going to show them why they should want to stay. Have a development plan for each person too. That was another thing Amy mentioned about investing in your people. You you know, Not only um, show them your attention, give them your attention, give them your time, but have a plan for them. They're looking for that. And again, it will help you to lower your turnover. My second takeaway is that young restaurant leaders need networking and education. Uh, now, this is where I get a little bit um, selfish in plugging our own events of Create, because um, Amy is onto something as well with Lead, um, you know, in noticing this need for networking and this need for education, not just in annual events, which of course we do with Create, we have with our restaurant leadership uh, conference as well, um, but in regionalized events. This is what we've done with our Create road shows, which I've, I mentioned in this interview. And this is what Amy and Lead are doing around the country as well. I don't know where you're at in the country geographically, but there's a good chance that there's something that is accessible to you somewhere that you can go participate in that hopefully will bring you that networking and education. Um, Often we get it, some of these conferences uh, can be out of reach either by cost or simply by um, destination. It might be too far away. You can't get away from your business for that amount of time. Um, but it's critical that you focus on that networking and education if you are a young leader. And it's also critical if you have young leaders on your team, that you get that same kind of, um, attention to, uh, networking and education as well, because, through those resources, you can grow in your career. You can grow in your own professional development. Uh, again, lead is a great uh, opportunity for that, um, as Amy um, so eloquently described in, in this interview. And you can find her at LinkedIn for more details about that. We have our Create Roadshows. You can find more at create.nrn.com. But again, it comes back to young leaders need networking, they need connections to their peers, and they need education. They need to learn more about this industry in order to want to stay around and uh, and help to invest in this business in this industry. My third takeaway is that the restaurant industry has a work-life balance problem. Uh, Amy had this great line that is so true and so um, really tragic at the same time. She said, you know, there's been a shift in our expectations of what we should be giving and getting from employees in that we expect to get more from them and we're not giving enough in return. I think that is really true. And again, it's kind of a sorry state of affairs. If we expect to get more out of our employees, we have got to put more into them. And so many employees uh, in the restaurant industry are leaving this industry because that balance is out of whack. You know, uh, people want a life, (laughs) believe it or not. You know, they want to have that balance in their life, that their job is one part of their lives, but they want the opportunity to spend time with their family, with their kids, with their parents. They want to go get an education. You know, they want hobbies. They want friends. We have to, as an industry understand that that balance is necessary. And so we have to give them that opportunity to have that balance in their lives. And if we do that, then maybe we can get out of employees what we really want to get from them. You know, Amy pointed out, everybody should have an opportunity on your team to thrive. Um, But when you demand too much from them, they're not going to thrive, figure out how to find balance uh, for your employees in their lives Figure out how they can thrive because, again, it all comes back to, you know, keeping them uh, happy, keeping them trained, keeping them uh, developed, making sure you're investing in them. And if they find that balance, they will want to stick around and they will want to um, give it back by working for your business. My fourth takeaway is that your ability to receive feedback will determine how far you can go in any industry. Amy quoted Steve uh, Steve Carley at Red Robin, her former boss, um, as having said that line, which is, how do you make it far in this industry? How do you um, open doors to new opportunities? You receive feedback when people uh, above you tell you, you know, give you feedback, receive it, learn from it and grow from it. And if you can do that, you know, you can go far. Young leaders really need to understand this, especially, you know, I was talking earlier about how they want your attention. They want your time. They want your feedback. Give it to them. If you give them that feedback and if they are able to receive that feedback, they can grow exponentially in their trajectory, in their personal development and in being a critical part of your team. My fifth and final takeaway is that your mentorship could help unlock the potential of a future restaurant star. Uh, Lead has been working with Gleam. You might have heard about Gleam as well. Gleam is all about providing mentorship for restaurant employees. It's this great organization that I also suggest you um, take a look at. And um, Amy talked a lot about how mentorship is so important. It's been so important to her in her career. And she is giving back by having uh, mentees in her life that she's been the mentor for. And, and that's an important thing for everybody to remember that, you know, there are probably people on your path and your journey who helped you get to where you are. You, if you don't have mentors now, you've probably had mentors in the past. You could be that to somebody else. Who are those people in your life? Those young leaders who are looking to you for guidance, for advice, for education. Be that person for somebody else because you can help the restaurant industry go further. You can help people go further in their lives. And, um, and at the end of the day, that will make the world a better place. Those are all my takeaways for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to subscribe to Takeaway wherever you listen to podcasts and leave your feedback. You can also email me at sam.okas at Thanks again and talk to you next week.